and uh, yeah, take stock and maybe uh, make sense of some of the background uh, behind the decision of the Competition Commission. Now, Pepco and Cashbuild would uh, yeah have had this tie-up uh, with 1.1 billion rand uh, if indeed the acquisition of the building company had gone through. Uh, but it certainly would have made um, a massive monolithic player of the top two players in the building supplies value chain and the competition authorities seem to be think they are seemed well seem to think that they are competition issues both vertically and horizontally and to tell us a bit more about this tamara parimur divisional manager for mergers and acquisitions at the compcom joins me now on the line tamara good evening to you and welcome good evening ayabonga and um, hello to you and to the listeners Tamara, let's maybe start off here. I mean, you know, the Competition uh, Commission, I guess, makes a very interesting formulation, this idea of a horizontal uh, competition issue and a vertical one. Um, now, I certainly mm-hmm. understand the directions, but maybe alongside some of my listeners might not be aware of what a horizontal and vertical competition issue might be. Right. Okay, so um, what I can do um, is talk to this um, with respect to this particular merger because it's always more okay. useful, I think, to use, you know, an example. Um, so a horizontal um, issue is essentially um, an assessment of, of what happens between competitors. So these are firms that are at the same level. Um, and in this particular merger, you've got um, the building company and you've got cash build. And as you correctly point out, these are number one and number two um, in terms of our national corporate retailers and building supplies. Um, so from a horizontal um, um, perspective, these are direct competitors. Um, mm-hmm. And what the merger would have done is reduce the number of national corporate retailers from three to two. Um, and of course, um, people might say, well, you know, there are several other participants. When I go to my hometown, they are independents, et cetera, et cetera. But what we also have to look at is the strength of the competitive constraints, mm-hmm. right, um, that an independent store or even a, a group like Boulders, where they are independently owned franchisees, you know, what is the strength of the constraints that they can really um, impose against um, um, firms such as CDC or cash flows who are all owned by the same corporate, um, the corporate um, owner, right? Um, mm-hmm. So that's the, the horizontal side, and I think um, I can come back to um, you know, some more detail about the specific concerns that we identified there. But from a mm-hmm. vertical level, yeah, you have to shift your thinking um, and think about supplier and customer. Um, and in this merger, um, the building company has some operations um, that provide wholesale services. So they sell plumbing products, for example. Um, and then you have to ask yourself, if I have an upstream um, business that sells um, a product that I, um, you know, to, to my internally, and I get these products into my stores, but I also sell it to my downstream competitors, to other retailers. Mm. If you now, if you merge and you have this massive footprint, do you have an incentive to to exclude those who remain competitors? You know, after the merger. And mm. um, but I must just be clear that in this particular merger, we we did not find um, that it was likely that there would be a vertical issue, but there was certainly, in our view, a substantial horizontal issue that removal mm. of a national competitor. You know. I like I like the point that uh, also I guess the the competition authorities around May or so made in their statement explaining to the public of course why they'd taken the decision they'd taken um especially mm-hmm. the you know uh, uh, pressure that this would exert on independent retailers many of whom are part of the sort of upstream part of the customers 
uh, in the mm. wholesale space of either one of the two parties that might want to merge. And, um, you know, you say mm. that in certain areas, independent retailers don't even exert a significant uh, competitive constraint to both of these parties. Mm. So if these parties came together, that effectively mm. would wipe out any independent retailers in places like Alice, Stack, Sprite, Akon Hook, Kiani, and many others. Mm. So there, there are two issues, um, right? There's, you have this, um, say the merger went ahead and you have this massive or the larger corporate retailer. Um, it can do several things. Um, it will have greater bargaining power against suppliers and especially smaller suppliers, right? Because that, that balance, um, if we can call it that, will shift um, towards whoever has more bargaining power. So it might be able to squeeze suppliers for prices. And importantly, it might be able to squeeze them in terms of conditions trading conditions, you know, instead of paying you 30 days, I might say, well, maybe 60 days, you know, which, which could have an adverse effect on suppliers. And mm. if I have more stores, the other thing I can do is I can say, okay, Ayaboga, you've opened a, uh, a competing independent store in, let's say, Alice, um, and you are you're discounting aggressively. So what I can do as a national retailer is say, maybe I take a few losses in Alice for a short period of time. How long will you as an independent be able to sustain an aggressive um, pricing strategy? Probably not that long. So if you exit, I have other stores, you know, from which I can make up those, those losses. And so those and the are the scope, concerns yeah. you know, that we had. Yeah. And I guess the, the, the scope for all manner of these sort of uh, uh, price wars that you mentioned there, because I guess, you know, as a commission, you've seen this elsewhere in other markets uh, where people have done, you know, similar things. Um, and I'm quite interested, I guess, in the process as well because i would have mm -hmm. thought that at some stage in the process you know the company might have come and said look you know there's uh, a few conditions that might deal with the concerns that the competition commission is raising uh, but uh, we see a sense announcement today saying well you know what we could it's fine this acquisition is not going to happen um was that a function of the fact that there was probably no scope for addressing mm -hmm. some of the issues that you've just raised or was it about saying, look, we just wanted 100% of this company and anything short of that or anything with mm. any conditions is something that we're not willing to entertain? Mm. So the parties did engage with us um, on, on remedies. Um, that did happen. But you see, the challenge here is we have a structural issue. So you change the structure of this market. You no longer have three national players. You have two. What do you do as a remedy? Can you say to them, okay, Maybe in the, there are local markets in which you guys were the only two. You must sell one of your stores to a new entrant in those local markets. We still have an issue of how will, how will that solve the national problem? It doesn't, right? Um, mm. And what are you selling? If I, if I say buy the store in Ellis, but it's no longer going to be called Yuko, it's essentially what a warehouse with a yard. How will that you know, um, solve the competition issue that we have? So you have this concern around... Um, the removal of a competitor at a national level. Um, maybe the parties can say, in other mergers, what we've done is we've, we've um, negotiated, for example, a fund for entry. But in mm. this case, how much do you need? How long is it going to take to fund a new entrance as a national building products retailer? And also, we already have a competitor. So that's why you essentially, you choose a structural remedy, which is a prohibition, right? <laughs> essentially, mm. it's some form of maintaining the structure. Um, so we just couldn't find each other because of the nature of the problem that we had. Yeah, and I guess maybe just yeah. the last one, Tamara, before we let you go on that particular mm -hmm. point, uh, on the nature of, mm -hmm. you know, the market uh, mm -hmm. structure and systemically or otherwise. 
Um, when, mm. when you look at the building supply space, I mean, it, it's so critical, be it to the infrastructure mm. development program we have. I mean, we were speaking about Ital Tile earlier, blowing the lights out because mm. people are just sitting at home renovating. So it's quite clear mm. that it's both at a household and even at a macro level, a very mm. strategic sector. Um, yeah. And I'm quite interested, I mean, when you have two dominant players like this, what that mm. means for, I guess, this, um, you know, this economy and this market going forward and what other instruments you might have uh, to make sure that at least there's, mm. yeah, I guess, some deconcentration. Yeah. Well, you see, what is good is that instead of having two now, at least we still have um, three, right? <laughs> at yeah, least the three, yeah. the three national corporates. Sure. But I think it is important to talk to this point of um, investment. Um, your previous, I just heard the tail end of the previous conversation around the fact that cash gold is on an expansion plan and then an mm. issue around. That's or maybe Tamara, let's do this. Let, yes? Let's do this. Let's do this. I think the best way to do it, because I've got a spot break nearing on me. Pause there, hold that thought. And when okay. we come back, we'll give you an opportunity to expand on that. Yeah. Okay, no problem. Eighteen minutes it is before the top of uh, the hour, or before eight PM, I should say, and uh, we're in conversation with divisional manager for mergers and acquisitions at the Competition Commission, Tamara Paramur. And uh, Tamara, just before we went to the break, I guess you were unpacking, you know, and uh, responding to some of the issues people are raising about this being a deterrent to investment. Uh, and I think what Oren Tambo was raising earlier, which is, you know, maybe the mm -hmm. scope, uh, your scope as a Competition Commission, is too national. And you're not considering the, I guess, uh, territorial uh, expansion ambitions of some of these very, very large South mm. African companies. Yeah. Um, so, so I want to uh, respond in, in two ways, right? I'll give you my thoughts, and then I'll also um, go back to the same that Pepco released today, which I think is, is quite instructive. So mm. there are two ways to grow. Yes, you can both scale by doing a merger such as, such as this. Um, and you automatically increase um, cash flow footprint by, um, you know, a, a tremendous amount. Um, and I, I hear that. Um, but once you become the biggest, do you still have the same incentives to invest? Do you still have the same incentives to deliver exceptional quality, the product range, et cetera, et cetera? Or do you become a little bit more comfortable? And then when you look at the other option, which is to establish greenfield businesses, or, you know, to build new stores, 
we know from the data that um, the building company has done exceptionally well at this. 2017, they had around 48 stores. Two years later, 2019, we're looking at upwards of 100. You know, so so that is, uh, it's really, it's a, it's a competitor who is aggressive, who is on a, an expansion path, and who clearly has seen some value in this market, as you say. Um, you know, we are all kind of, we're looking um, towards an, an infrastructure-led growth path. Mm-hmm. And in the same mm-hmm. announcement, what they said is that this outcome, which, remember, is, is that they have decided this measure will no longer go ahead, is in the um, best interest um, of value creation for their shareholders and for stakeholders. Wow. So I think that's quite, you know, it is it's quite a poignant um, insight in that we mm. always need to remind ourselves that we can, yes, we can grow by acquisition, but there is another way as well, which is um, kind of new money flowing into these markets. And remember, sure, these are also sure. um, these are also firms that are expanding into our rural areas, so peri-urban yes. and rural markets, new markets, right, where, where they're bringing choice um, and potentially better, um, better prices and better product ranges to, to lower-income consumers. Yeah, yeah. Tamara, yeah. Uh, pleasure catching up with you, and uh, thank you very much uh, for your uh, very clear and succinct explanations um, around some of the uh, motivations uh, for the competition authorities to reject uh, this particular acquisition. And uh, I guess uh, this issue is not just about you know, uh, cash build and uh, its own mm-hmm. uh, imperial ambitions, if I can put it that way, but also, I guess, about the broader national interest. Um, and thank you very much for taking time out to speak to us. Thank you. Thanks very much. Tamara Pyramu is the Divisional Manager uh, for Mergers and Acquisitions at the Competition Commission. We take a